fourth cut reviews where we talk about some awesome films with me today is my co-host my buddy my number one dude chris conforti what's going on man not too much how about you <laughs> nothing much just getting ready to talk about santa jaws which is so great um i'm very excited and and it was a recommendation from our very first special guest Chris R, or as I like to call him, the better Chris. How is it going, buddy? Uh, it's going really well. I uh, do need to clarify. I only found out about this movie because of my girlfriend. She decided to throw it on one night. And uh, oh, yeah, I got to see a movie that is, well, it's sure a movie. <laughs> it sure is a movie. That is a, a good way to review that. Sure is a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. Sure is a movie. Sure is a movie. So, right out the gate, let's talk about this. So, it starts with a Santa robbing a girl on the dock. And her boyfriend, Casey, shows up. And he's armed to the teeth. Like, with a shotgun and everything. And after they get into, like, a bit of a brawl, he does not use his gun at all with this guy. (laughs) Yeah, They get into a brawl. And... Like, he kicks him into the water, right? Right. Well, first he kicks him right in his sleigh bells, and then he knocks him into the water, and <laughs> he's eaten by a shark. And then the shark kind of, like, dips up a little bit and takes his hat and starts wearing the hat. And that's how this movie starts. And I was like, oh, if this is what this movie is, I'm on board, right? <laughs> but... It's not because we find out <laughs> it's actually just uh, a story this little kid wrote, and this is where the movie falls apart for me. <laughs> so, that's that's about my review on it too. I was like really interested in it when it first started. Right, I was like, okay, I'm I'm feeling this here. I was like, oh well, maybe we're gonna do like this like really ridiculous thing i don't know he eats this guy but the guy's like maybe like demonic or something like that and he possesses the shark right i was like okay this this seems like it could be cool yeah and then you find out it's a comic book and then you're introduced to his best friend which legitimately looks like he belongs as a friend in the friday the 13th (laughs) remake he's he's terrible (laughs) There's like nothing good about him at all. <laughs> I would honestly say his the friend's dialogue is probably the most groan-inducing thing about the movie to me. <laughs> uh, yes, I mean everything about this from here on out. This movie is just <laughs> a nightmare, <laughs> like trash, <laughs> trash. It's a, a it was, I lived a nightmare. It was just awful because it was all over the place. Uh. Oh, okay. So, uh, so I try to get, uh, I try to get Kristen to watch this with me, and because she loves sharks, and 
she had said, well, I have seen enough stupid shark movies in my life where I don't want to see that. And I was like, oh, well, which ones? And of course she brought up Sharknadoes and all that. And after I was finished watching this, I said, you made a good call. And she said, I figured. And I said, no, you don't understand. I said, this movie makes Sharknado look like Citizen Kane. It, it looks like a masterpiece compared to this movie. <laughs> it just like it looks it looks like it should have been like the best Sharknado should have been the best picture next to this movie. <laughs> there were no named actors in this movie. Sometimes in these low budget like sci-fi films, they could at least grab you know some kind of like a some kind mm-hmm. of character yeah like some kind, some of, kind star of actor that maybe like was popular at one time and you know as time went on you know the person doesn't get that much work and then a movie like this comes along and they're like oh I'll do it you know like Eddie Furlong and I got to bring up Eddie Furlong for a second but um like you could have gotten like Eddie Furlong to be in this or something you know what i mean uh and that's mostly how sci-fi movies go they'll get some actor that was popular in the 80s or 90s to show up in, you know, a Sharknado or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie does not do that. And <laughs> the reason I brought up Eddie Furlong, the main character, the main kid, reminds me of Eddie Furlong, but worse. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> Honestly, I didn't see so, that until you mentioned it. And now I'm probably never going to be able to unsee that. <laughs> Right. Well, let's just let's just talk about the main. I don't. I don't mean to be throwing shade on him. I don't know how young he is, but let's just talk about the acting choices that this kid makes. Yeah. Okay. He literally sees his grandfather, and this is going to be a spoiler. I don't care. I'm throwing out spoilers. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. This kid literally sees almost his entire family eaten, and he doesn't even shed one tear. He's just like, oh my god. Oh wow, my grandfather died. Oh my god, it's a shark. <laughs> yeah. Oh so, no. Okay. <laughs> Let's no Chris R. Go ahead. Just, just to get into that a little bit, did you guys notice? And again, this is gonna be a little bit of a spoiler here. Um, but the only death that the kid actually really reacted to at all was his friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <was> it. <laughs> he not doesn't even parents. care about his entire family dying. <laughs> his brother, not his uncle, or his uncle's oh. By the Girlfriend. way, the uncle. Yeah, I'm not sure if if, any, if you guys are gonna know who this is, but the um the uncle is definitely the Kmart version of Jack Wagner. He looks identical to him. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know who Jack Wagner is actually. Now uh, he's like he was like a he was like a, somewhat of a big star. I think of like the 80s to the early 90s. Now I think he's in like a lot of soap operas. So from our people that listen to the show that might know soap operas. If you watch this movie, don't be confused. That's not Jack Wagner. That's the Kmart version of Jack <laughs> yeah. Wagner. I pulled up a picture. I, I, think... I can definitely see the the yeah, resemblance. Think... <laughs> For the audience <laughs> listening, Chris, I that follow us on Instagram, maybe you could do a side-by-side comparison on Instagram and you could show the two versions. <laughs> so that way we get a good idea of who Jack Wagner is and Kmart Jack Wagner. Um, yeah, so the premise, really fast is these two kids are working on a comic book and called Santa Jaws. And it's basically a shark that wears a Santa hat and its eyes light up red like Rudolph's nose. Um, 
Also, if you don't I, get that they light up like Rudolph's nose, I think they come and comment on it like six or seven times throughout the script. <laughs> yeah. What, why? You mean bells on shark tails ring? <laughs> right. That was the, I think that was the, the line that made me cringe the most where it went from like, all right, this is a bad movie to just please God take me <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> Just don't even wait. Don't even let me get through my next 40 or 50 years. Just take me in this moment. Just in this movie already. Yeah, no, so they, they're they working on this comic, and they're, they're hanging out at the comic book store. Now, there are only maybe three sets in this movie. It's the comic book store, um, the house that, like, is, they're briefly in, and I think that's where mostly the budget went, was that ginormous house that they lived in. Or... <laughs> The final set would have probably been the docks, and and if you're thinking, oh, it's like a lot of docks, like there's different docks. No, it's just one dock that this movie was shot. <laughs> they did not yeah, change and- anything at all. They they didn't try to make it look any different. It's just even the beginning, op- like the opening, is shot at the same exact location. <laughs> it's the same location. The other thing I could, that that was like making me happy a little bit is when they put out the map, his parents, and they're like, this is such a big dock. How are we going to find him? And you're like, the kid hasn't moved. <laughs> they literally <laughs> but they find him. moved from that spot the whole time. Um, and the comic book store. But they find him. Yeah. They find him and like instantly. Oh, that's another thing too. Let's talk about the comic book guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he might be the worst character in the entire movie. And that's yeah. says something. Yeah. I, I, it's really weird. His arc. Like at first you're like, okay, this guy's not that bad. I'm not really sure why this guy's in the movie. And then like it gets to that part in the movie that I'm like, oh, this is why this guy's here. Okay. Um, because he has the stupidest arc I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> which we, yeah, the premise is these kids, they find this magical pen. Well, the, the main kid finds this magical pen. And if he uses it, um, whatever he draws, uh, will come to life and be real. And so the first time he does it, he draws Santa Jaws. Like he just traces basically over his own drawing. And then, uh, he goes out fishing with his grandfather and like Chris said, he has no remorse, no concern about his dead grandfather that was just chewed up by Santa Jones. <laughs> he just goes, he, he literally sees his grandfather get nabbed <laughs> and bit, like, bitten in half. Nabbed by a great white shark. <laughs> right. Bitten in half, torn to pieces. And he just looks with no expression at all. It's like, Santa Jones. Santa Jones? <laughs> yeah, he's not like, oh no, grandpa. He's literally just like, Santa Jones? <laughs> Oh. And let's. I, I, we have to talk about like some of these these actors here because I don't know that there was like a good one. I think that, and this is this is my honest opinion. The greatest horror in this movie was the fact that the mother at one point convinced me that she was a decent actress. Right. And then when she had her chance to shine at the end, I immediately just went to myself and said, "Wow, Chris, you were mistaken." <laughs> oh no. <laughs> she was like. This is for my husband. This is for my granddad. And I'm like, oh my God, you are doing this bad. Oh, man. Yeah. And you know what's even worse? What's even worse is I think the director of this movie did Jeepers Creepers 3. So this might not even be his worst movie. Uh, Wow. 
I'm almost positive that I saw that, that the director of this might have Jeepers Creepers 3. I, I basically watched this movie, and normally I do look up, like, oh, what, what else did these people do? Like, the writers and director. And I watched this and went, I'm good. I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to waste my time in looking into this any more than I just did. Um, but yeah, the, the weird arc that was fascinating to me was the comic book guy. Because he gets a hold of the pen, and then he creates this. Uh... I'm sorry. She 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 was the editor of Jeepers Creepers. Mm. Oh, okay. okay. And that that is a uh, uh, um, Misty Tally is her name. So, well, while she may not have directed. Jeepers Creepers 3. This is, probably isn't even the worst thing that she's uh, been involved in. Well, if you for. take a look at her IMDb page, uh, there are quite a few shark movies on here. Of the seven movies she's directed, it looks like four of them are shark movies. Ozark Sharks. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, they are. Shark Island, Ozark Sharks, Mississippi River Sharks, <laughs> Santa Jaws, and it looks like she's coming out or has came out with a movie of, called the tiger and the oak. <laughs> okay. Which gotta... <laughs> hopefully is better than you got to give her credit though. She found her niche sticks to it. And I believe if I read correctly, she was the first female director to get a, uh, a sci-fi movie like all on her own. Wow. That's, a, Ooh, that's actually good. really cool. That's cool. That's impressive. Yeah. I, 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 Oh my gosh. This is really telling of the kind of person I am. I watched a movie called Trailer Park Shark, and it starred Tara Reid in it. And I enjoyed it a lot, which I didn't think I would, but it was it was really good. Then I watched this, and I'm like, okay, this beginning, I'm on board. But, man, this movie loses, loses you pretty fast. Because when it gets serious, right? When it gets to the two kids, and then you get to see, like, the, the home life of... Uh, the main character. He goes home and it introduces all the all of his family. And man, that felt like 40 minutes of just unnecessary uh, plot. I don't I don't even know. Like it was just unnecessary like oh, this is uh, the uncle and this is his girlfriend. Now the girlfriend Georgia or whatever her name was. She's actually not she that actually bad. She wasn't that bad. Like she actually mm-hmm. was probably the best in the movie. Like I felt like overall performance and lines and stuff. I, yeah, she might've been like the most interesting person. In- she was, but then she said that line and it just made me like, want to kill myself. <laughs> oh, geez. Like, oh, geez. Bells on shark tails ring. Come on. Uh, it's a good line. I don't know. Maybe you'll come around to it. We'll see. But yeah, no, I, I, I definitely think this movie um, overall uh yeah, it was a nightmare. I did not <laughs> care for it. <laughs> now, what did you guys think? Like, what were some things that you liked about it? Uh, uh, <laughs> Chris, R. you know what? I'll go first. Let you kind of collect your thoughts and maybe scrounge up some things that you liked about it. Um, so for me, the biggest thing, like EJ was saying, I really liked about the first five minutes of this movie. It hooked me where I was like, all right, let's see where this goes. I mean, just down to stupid things like Santa having prison tats across his forearms that read Felice Navidad. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm all sold. And then it 
turns out to be a comic book and I wanted to give it a shot and I kept watching it and the only things I ended up really liking about this movie are like the little touches how like as he kills things or as the shark kills people he gets like collect like collects things like the sleigh bells get on him so he starts jingling as he swims through the water (laughs) or the Christmas lights get wrapped around his tail and they're able to use it as a lasso. <laughs> yes. um, but like the small things I thought were neat, everything else about this movie is like they just went to a film school, listened to exactly what you shouldn't do because it's the most lazy, overdone story plots ever. I feel like if they're going to commit to it and all of them were going to die and it was just going to be the one person, I was like, well, you know what? At least like they took a chance, yeah. right? But no, they're all back. All terrible actors. All night. All like thirty pointless characters that were in that movie. <laughs> yes. Like, like, let's just like they they introduce an uncle and like his swimsuit model girlfriend for also, no reason real at all. Quick, no. I just like, have none. to touch on this for how ridiculous the script is. They could not choose what social media to make fun of with that girlfriend's or fiance, whatever, her um her career path. So they decided to land on calling it Snapstagram. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's what they based the script around. I mean <laughs> it's up to you guys I do have one big complaint it will completely spoil the movie um and yeah so (laughs) I mean when I went to film school the biggest thing everyone made fun of was when you would have your character wake up at the end and it was all a dream and this is Uh, the only feature length movie I've really seen that did it on purpose (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yes, that was awful. I, I it got to that part in the movie. I'm like, okay, if they really commit to his whole family being murdered, right? His best friend and the comic book guy, or everybody, yep. right? Basically dies except him. I was like, if they commit to that, this will probably go up a little bit. But no, they they don't commit. Exactly, <laughs> they just start like it's a dream. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I was I was the same way. I'm thinking to myself, like towards the end of it, I'm like, well, you know, all of them are gone. They're all dead. Doesn't make any sense because if she was actually going to be like a model, you'd feel like she would actually know what it is, right? Right. Like if if I'm like a director or somebody that likes film, like I am, and somebody was making fun of me, and they were like, oh yeah, it's like that thing, like that thing with all the movies, and I was like, what's that like? I am Facebook or I am book or something like that. Like you would immediately lose any type of respect for me. Yeah. If I came up and I was like, I'm a filmmaker. I really like. Snap TV. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yes. No, I, I, I do feel like this movie. Yeah. I, it's hard because there wasn't much that I liked in, in the ending. Yeah, man. If they committed, I probably would have given it like a, a one or two more points for it. But it didn't. Um, also, does anybody want to talk about the creeper too? Like the main character is kind of a creep. 
Isn't he like looking through That's the That's how they introduce the her too. And it's just the creepiest way to make your main character come across like as a normal guy is, oh yeah, have him pick up binoculars and stare at the girl across the street. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I've seen movies do that before, but it's never to introduce like a normal person. Right. It's usually somebody has like something wrong with them or or they're like fixated on something. Like I, the one that comes up to my mind right now is Halloween Six, right? When they introduce Tommy Doyle, he's like looking out the window yeah. at like the Myers house. He looks like a creep, and it's because he had like a lot of crazy stuff happen. So this is just a little kid that's just like, let me be like Clay Aiken and like look out the window at you, like in that one creeper song that he has. Okay, um, <laughs> I did not expect this podcast to go into Clay Aiken, but here we are. <laughs> There's a first time for everything, yes. folks. Here we are. Um, no, so I do feel like any redeeming things I could find about this. Um, let me think. Uh, well, yeah, just I, I think at the beginning of like that beginning, if that this movie was that entirely, I, I think this movie probably would have skyrocketed in in my rating for it. But because it it <laughs> it's. It tries to be this wholesome Christmas movie at one point, and I was like, "No one's on board with this movie. I don't know <laughs> who's gonna watch this and be like, yeah, let's watch this with the kids.' <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what audience it was going for because uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I... It almost makes you wonder, like, like ten years from now, if there's gonna be like a how did this get made, right? And this might be on it. Yeah, probably. I... Because it's not it's not a movie that it's not a movie that's self aware that it's bad, so it ends up being funny. Right. It's just bad. Yeah, it's just bad. Like there's no there was nothing that I was in, enjoyed about it. I enjoy bad movies. I love bad movies. Even if it's not on purpose, you know what I mean? Like there's times where you could just laugh at it because like delivery. Or whatever, you know? This didn't so happen. he sends me for the last 10 minutes. I think it was the last half hour. It was like, I, I told him, I'm like, yeah, I have like a half hour left. And he sends me a message. He's like, prepare for this. This is going to be the longest half hour of your life. <laughs> and it felt like it was about an hour and a half getting through it. I did. I was like, I was like, how much time do you have left? He's like, 30 minutes. I'm like, prepare for the longest 30 minutes ever. <laughs> like my interest like i was like like not really feeling it once they killed like the the girlfriend interest i was just like all right now this is this just went down like three points now we're left with like two terrible actors in here and and let's talk about the father the father's terrible too he might be the worst one in the whole thing actually he he was yeah like he can't he couldn't do like upset and as bad as he was at being upset, he was worse being angry. And I feel like people can get angry on film a lot easier than sad. And he was terrible at both. Oh, oh my God. This brings up. Yeah. No, there's a point where he goes. To the, I, I wanted to talk about the little kid acting, too, because he literally uh, like the main character. He has like he just goes angry. Right. Like he doesn't have any escalation. Right. Like there's not like disbelief or uh, so he's at the comic book store and he's like people are getting murdered I'm out here and they're getting murdered 
it's just it's just that one tone it's not like leading to something you know so he just like goes out of out of 10 right away so it just it just sounds like he's just shouting the whole time you know what i mean there's no like build up and so i yeah it was just a weird as a director i would have been like okay let's kind of like have you build up build up and then kind of explode you know what i mean i, I don't know it was, it was a weird delivery and and the father oh. too like the father had like a lot of <laughs> oh god <laughs> it was just... oh wait i have another one yes. i have another useless scene for you that just made me roll my eyes where i just wanted to shut off the movie like right at the end of the scene when like like everybody's like dying right and it's his it's the main character's brother and his best friend and they're looking for a weapon <laughs> And then, like the like the best friend just turns into like a little girl and just starts complaining yeah. about how he's bullied. Yeah, like what? Were, where did that come from? There was no like establishment of that at all. It just came like right out of left field. He's like, "You're the type of people that bully me in school." He's like, "Why? Because I played baseball." <laughs> I'm, I'm an that whole section and scene to me just screamed like this was written by somebody who hadn't been in high school, hasn't paid attention to what's relevant at all, and he's like, oh, crap, I have to write dialogue between, like, a high school junior and a freshman. Um, Well, one's a nerd and one's a jock, so let's write about this. Like, (laughs) Alternatively, the writer could have gotten his ass thrown in the locker room by somebody on his baseball team. Yeah, I mean, could be. This was his revenge. He's like, this, I'm gonna get back at him. And this, I'm gonna write this <laughs> And like the jock him. just comes across with the most like depressing line I've ever seen, where it's just like, "This is it for us. We're all peaking in high school." And I was like, "Wow, yeah, <laughs> great." <laughs> this, this movie peaked in high school. Um, oh, there is one part that I really, really liked, and I've totally I just thought of it now because I didn't write it down in my notes. But <laughs> there's a part where they go, the credits they go to the docks. And there's a guy who's walking on his chewed off legs, right? Uh, and it's like the worst CGI I've ever seen in my entire life. But he's like, help me, please. And he's dressed up as like a fisherman. Do you guys know what nope. I'm talking about? Yeah, I remember. That was awful. I think <laughs> that was amazing. I'm fairly certain that is the only kill in this movie where like the kill isn't a member of the like main cast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And and here's another one, too. Exactly how powerful is this shark? Because he seems to knock everybody into the water. Like, is he, is this is this like Godzilla? <laughs> yeah. Like, like he's going against this dock and, and he's like knocking everybody and everything into the water. And I'm like, like, is this like Godzilla coming into the docks here? Like, what is that? Yeah. It, it was... Uh... Like, what is this dock either? Like, what is this made out of? Because he's having a pretty easy time, like, shaking the whole I thing. I, it was, uh, that, that guy, though, when he's like, help me, and he's, like, walking on his, like, nubs, you know? I was just like, all right, that's pretty cool. Even though it's, like, terrible CGI, you clearly <laughs> can tell. <laughs> like, it... There was like no math. It is just shy of you seeing like green pixels on the edge of his outline. <laughs> yes. 
It's very close. It's so bad. It's the worst CGI I have ever, ever seen. It was so terrible. Oh, my God. And there's some bad CGI. There's some really bad CGI. But I, I remember seeing that, and I'm like, okay, this is just I- I was awful. fine with that CGI. You know, the one thing that took me out of it the most, and it's kind of ridiculous that this is what bothered me out of the entire movie. Was it the plot? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, and it's... The, the fact that... Was it the fact that some people have to put this on their resume to so get more jobs? This oh, is no. going to be the biggest nitpick <laughs> ever here the one thing that pulled me out of the movie the most is it there's a scene later on in the movie where they're in the parents restaurant and you're looking and the one actor has his back to the door and i was just looking at it and i'm like the whole background is cg'd like there was no reason for it to be and it was so bad that that's what distracted me <laughs> and like that's my biggest gripe about this movie, let alone the plot being the laziest thing ever. But, but like that yeah. CG is like that was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. I'm gonna go on a limb here. And this is just this is something that I, I talked with EJ. So at the end of these quarters, we're gonna do the the double take, right? So what that means is if you disagree with the rating or you just want to be a jerk and force us to watch something that we don't like a second time, you're going to be able to do that. And I have a sneaky suspicion that EJ and I are going to be tied for having a do a rewatch <laughs> of this movie. I don't know what's going to be worse than this movie. <laughs> like we have the hallmark. So there, there's something that we can look forward to. Okay. Maybe there's, there's a couple hallmarks in there that might get lower scores than this. <laughs> yes. but I have a sneaky suspicion that we're going to be forced to wa- rewatch this movie, not even in Christmas time, probably in January, which might make <laughs> us hate it a little bit more, yeah. if that's even possible. Uh, yes. Okay. So, with all of this being said, let's get down to ratings. Um. Oh wait, oh, wait, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah. We, okay. we have to do our we have to do our big thing. Oh, which is. Can you solve this movie or survive this movie within the first 15 minutes? Okay. Um, solve the movie. Um, I feel like I was checked out after five. Yeah. So, if you don't mind, I'll go. As I don't want to cut anyone off here. But uh, for me, as soon as they introduced the pen, I kind of was just like, yeah, this is going to end this way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually agree. I, yeah. I feel like... They introduced the pen, and I'm like, okay, maybe he'll well, use I the mean, pen. Come on, guys. Also, they little sidebar. <laughs> Anytime they fill the pen, they gold-lighted like, it. Of course, it was a Talk about the laziest grandfather ever. So he either gave this pen thinking that it meant nothing, and he just left it on his desk, or he give he gave his grandson like the most powerful thing in existence and just <laughs> yes. didn't say anything when they went fishing the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no warning, no yes, nothing. Maybe. I mean, hell, the kid got a better warning in Gremlins on how to take care of the Mogwai than this kid got oh. with the pen. Oh, my God. Dude, Chris Hart, oh, no joke. That's... I literally, my mind just jumped to you when you were just talking about this to Gremlins. I'm like, yeah, even, like, the dad was like, oh, yeah, I got this. And there's three rules with it. You know? <laughs> like, 
gosh. What was the uh, what was that stupid thing that the grandfather kept like? He kept what was it like? Clam chowder eggnog. or something? That he I have kept, like, never talking seen about? anybody enjoy eggnog as ferociously like, as that grandfather did. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought this was Snoopy Halloween. Oh my gosh! Like it was multiple thermoses of eggnog that this dude had. I, I feel like he was pulling him out of his crotch at one point. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was insane. Yeah, no. For me, oh, I yeah, the magic pin. I was like, okay, well, if his family, you know, I don't know how it was gonna go, but I my guess would have been like, oh, maybe he'll use it to bring back his family. You know what I mean? Or rewrite the story to bring back his family. So, so here's yeah. here's another knock on it. Okay, so if he knows that, like, when he has this grand epiphany <laughs> of figuring out that it's the pen, why doesn't he just draw a section of there of the shark exploding and dying? Right. Would that have been a little now, bit easier rather than trying to hunt they this did, thing? Um, mention this in the movie that the kid was afraid that if he drew another panel with the shark, it would just create another shark. So that's why he was altering it and like got rid of its teeth, uh, tried to impale it. <laughs> so just explode. Them. And like, yeah. again, those things were kind of cool. And it led to like the most ridiculous thing, like the ornament teeth and the giant candy cane horn. But... <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You turn it into like a narwhal. Yeah. <laughs> That like impales his brother. Was it? Did he impale it the, was brother, the brother, or did he impale the father with it? I think he impaled the, yeah, brother. the brother. Yeah, yeah. No, this movie was <laughs> something else. It was something else. Well, let's 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 get into our wonderful ratings as the guest, Chris R. Out of a scale of oh, one boy. to ten, what um, are you giving it? So this is going to be spectacular. I tend to be really easy on movies. I mean, hell, it just has to accomplish being moderately entertaining and it gets like a five out of 10 for me just needs to exist as a movie. I'm going to have to give it at least a four. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. A four. That's pretty good. All right, Chris, how about you, buddy? So based on everything that we've reviewed so far, this is the worst movie that we've reviewed. I think a hundred percent with all yeah. the movies that we've done so far. I didn't, necessarily enjoy it that much which my scale with, with, is is very similar to Chris I know that we had talked a little bit about our, our scales my scale is very similar but I didn't really enjoy it so that takes away from that I wasn't impressed with the directing at all I wasn't impressed with the I was I was even less impressed with the writing in it yeah I just wish I never saw it but I always give movies a chance and Putting this through my scale, I gave it a two. Oh, okay. A solid two. Wow. Um, and it's really funny. Uh, my rating for this is right between you guys. I gave it a three just because of the opening. <laughs> if, I, if it didn't have that opening, this movie would be very low. <laughs> but that opening alone, I was like, okay, that was cool. And that's where that I don't know. That's my rating. <laughs> this was the lowest score that I've given so far in acting. Typically, if I could see that somebody's making an effort, it's like it's getting something. Right. This 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 got like as low as I could possibly give it without giving it a zero for acting. I, I feel like the only character, and, and I mean this, uh, like 
as an actor, right? Like looking at it and like trying to see if who's actually acting or who's just kind of <laughs> um, spitting out dialogue. I think I think the only acting that I, I saw in this movie was probably the fiance Georgia or whatever the actress's mm. or the character's name was uh, the the one for Snapstagram. Um, she she seemed like the only oh, character in it you know what i mean like i there's nothing that anyone brought that was like original or new um she was the only one that kind of had like a character i don't know it's weird um i will say like the love interest i think had a little bit um in there too where she actually felt like a character but to me it really felt like most of these actors and i'm not gonna bash on their acting ability by any means because I do think most of them right. probably read the script, realized what this was, and was just there for a paycheck. I may be wrong, but yeah. like it really did just feel like they were showing up and just not even trying, which you can't blame them. This is not yeah. an Oscar-worthy script by any means. <laughs> right. I, I, I just listened to that, a fascinating interview um, between Justin Long and Sam Rockwell and they were talking and Justin Long was like oh man you, you were reading this mammoth like thing and I, I had the script for Jeepers Creepers and I was so embarrassed because I'm helping you like do all these amazing lines and then we'll go over to Jeepers Creepers and I just felt like so inferior to you but you were really cool and you're like dude and he, he he's like I live by this advice uh Sam Rockwell said treat everything like it's Macbeth. And and that way, like, whether it is a bad script or not, at least you're giving it your all and, and that performance shows, right? And true enough, like, to Justin Long's credit, he's, like, phenomenal in Jeepers Creepers. Um, and Sam Rockwell, Oscar winner, you know, he's I was just going to say, everything. I think Sam Rockwell um, is honestly one of the best actors of our generation. <laughs> yeah. And, and so in this interview where they're talking back and forth because they met on Galaxy Quest and have been best friends for like 20-some years now. Um, yeah, he, he they were talking about, you know, running lines back and forth and like Sam Rockwell's getting all this like real, all these like serious, like chunky, like good drama parts and Justin Long was getting like goofy stuff, you know? <laughs> or Jeepers Creepers in this case. And, and he was like, and Sam, Sam Rockwell gave him like solid advice like hey treat everything like it's Macbeth like treat it like hey I'm the star of this I want to be good in this let's go you know so I think what you're saying to these actors yeah it's probably just a paycheck so just give me the money through IMDB really quick I noticed because I wanted to see this if just what the dad um, may have been in so he went from (laughs) Santa Jaws and then starred in a kid, or not starred, but he was in an Academy Award winning movie directly after. Um, yeah, he went from Santa what? Jaws and then he played a bit, like tiny bit part in Green Book. He played Patrolman number one in Green Book. <laughs> wow. So, wow. I mean, <laughs> now with that being said, yeah. he was Patrolman number one. So, probably doubt there was like speaking lines if any <laughs> but right true i mean 
EJ just told this great story, and I'm going to tell a great story too. It's something that a sports analyst, Stephen A. Smith, always says. A dead clock is right twice a day. And that's my my opinion on the father. He struck gold being a patrolman. But he was right at one point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, my rating is a three. And it's really just because that opening, I wish it was the whole movie, man. I really do. Um, but it wasn't. And so unfortunately, I have to give a low rating this time. Yeah. Yeah, me too. This is the first one that we've went under five, I Ooh. think. I don't think that we've went under five yet. Yeah. I Yikes. I mean I totally agree yeah. with EJ. If they manage to keep like the creativeness of the very beginning of the movie, I honestly probably could have gotten this to a five or a six, and it would be something that I would actively probably yeah. go back and rewatch. They literally could have shown this on Hallmark. Because it, it tries to be wholesome at the end. You know what I mean? It's really they weird. They have no idea what they're going for. Because they try to be wholesome, but then they have like <laughs> super graphic, gory scenes in there. Right. It's so... It's uh, If it was that beginning the whole way through, this movie would have rocked. And, then, and unfortunately, it wasn't, you know? But... Uh, so, let's get to our plugs. Chris, our... What would you like to plug? Do you have anything, any projects coming up or your Instagram or Twitter? Uh, that so I don't, but I actually do have a friend that does a video game podcast that you should definitely check out. Uh, it is called Till Death Do We okay. Play. Uh, one of my coworkers, he's a great dude and definitely shed some interesting light on what's going on in the video game industry. And then this just turned definitely. into the laziest yeah. piece of writing I think I have ever experienced. Oh, that's great. Awesome. And then, Chris, what would you like to plug, dude? Well, you can follow us on Instagram, the Fourth Cut Reviews. That's where we do most of our polling. Uh, we do have a Twitter. Uh, I have been locked <laughs> out of it. I have no idea what the password or the email address is. We're there somewhere. Yeah. But, yeah, you can follow us on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, um, you can follow us there. We'll We'll try to post the picture of Jack Wagner and Kmart Jack Wagner tonight. Yes. And you guys can make up your minds on, on it. And, and Santa uh, Jaws. Yeah, you, that's, you have that's... to share a picture of what Santa Jaws looks like for the audience. Preferably too. with the yeah. candy cane horn. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I guess I would like to plug my other podcast. It's called River Dudes. We talk about the show Riverdale on CW. Uh, it's about Archie, Jughead, Betty, and Veronica. And it's kind of like a murder mystery type of show. Uh, me and my friend Ross uh, do it, and Chris has been on numerous times. Uh, so if you want to check out that, it's the River Dudes podcast. It's available on Spotify, iTunes, Applecast, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can check it out. And my friend Adam Farley, check out his music, Adam Farley Music. And that, again, is wherever you find music, you can find Adam Farley Music. It's uh, he's incredible. He's a good friend, a listener of the show. So, yeah. And that's all I have to say. Now, Chris, over to you. There is one other thing, (laughs) one last gripe that I got to get in. I need to get one last jab at this movie before we end this. Uh, Did you guys notice that literally everybody in the town knew the grandfather as Papa 
Like he was never referred <laughs> yes. to as anything else other yes. than Papa. Oh no, Papa! <laughs> and, and everyone else cared more about him than his actually his actual grandson, who had so. to be. <laughs> My God! We're well, okay, so we're gonna just, we're gonna go right back and trash this movie. So uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's best for the sake of the audience if we wrap right. it up. And yeah, guys, thank we you said so much that uh, for listening to Fourth Cut Reviews, a cut above the rest. Uh, where we talk about film. It's one of our favorite things to not only watch film, but we are, we are, are all creative people. Uh, Chris R., Chris, and I, I, like, we all, we just love film. So thank you guys so much for coming along and checking it out. And if you don't, Chris R. is going to ask where his five <laughs> minutes is. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs>